talking tonight because he brought me in. And do you know, it, uh, it's a real privilege to stand on the same platform and know what the fellas in front of you has been talking about. You know, to witness with another man's spirit uh, is something of God. Uh, you know, and we often, I think, uh, get looked upon that we're trying to put over a, a commodity or that we're a salesman or something. But, you know, brothers and sisters, we're not. And when Henry's talking about the glory and getting something inside you, you know, as a setback there, I know exactly how Henry's feeling. Because, you know, you get something inside of you. And although we come here on a Saturday night and we have a sing and a dance, but, you know, there's always a little ache inside that wants to give it to somebody else. Yes. And Henry tonight, when he's been talking about the glory and talking about getting this something new, he's not putting over uh, a, a commodity. It's something inside him that he's saying that you want. Now, I sat down there and I recognise what Henry's trying to say. And I also recognise that, that there's someone was here tonight has, hasn't got what Henry's talking about. And it isn't that we're trying to put something over uh, a new type of doctrine because we are one of you and we've sat there and we haven't had it what we're talking about and so when we say we know you haven't got it we, the only reason we know because we said when we hadn't it yes, and, sure. and you, you know we, of, we often get thought on that we're, we, we're sort of preachers uh, and we're putting ourselves between Christ and you and, and passing something on but we're not we're one of you trying to say to you, you know, love is there's something different to get. There's something just more Amen. than salvation. Amen. There's something That's more right. just than being baptised in the Spirit. There's, 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 a, there's a communication between, not only by yourselves and God, but between people. Yes. You know, this is why you get the ache inside of you that, that says... Come on, you know, when you want to get your arms around somebody and when you want to, when you want to love them, you're trying to give them something that God's given you. Uh, and it isn't, it isn't always easy to be accepted. It isn't always easy to see it. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, Louis, when you feel the Spirit of God in the meeting, when you, you'll get yeah. close to God. Yeah. And, and it, isn't, it isn't that we can give you it, it because it comes from God. And it comes out of the spirit of God and into your spirit. It's like it's like when you fall in love with your wife. Do you know? You you you, you then true. begin to know. You then begin to know the person that you with you with. And when you fall in love with one another, it's then you begin to know one another and what what people want and what people desire. And you know, meetings meetings aren't always miracle meetings whereby you see God doing the fantastic. You know, God often does something in a very quiet and in a very real way, and it often means more to you than what it does when it's done in a, in a great big miracle that you hear people talk about. Now, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not talking against people talking about miracles. I thank God for miracles, and I know this, that we've got to have miracles. But I'll tell you what, we've also got to have the, the plain understanding of a daily life as a Christian. We've got to understand the daily things as a Christian. We've got to understand people's ordinary down-to-earth types of needs and wants and desires yes. as, as well as the fantastic. 
Do you know? And uh, when I was at Ibbleston on uh, on uh, Thursday night, I I heard a person there trying to testify. When I say trying to testify, she was trying to think of something which was a miracle. And do you know, all that woman had something to say was, was that she'd had an ordinary, daily walk with God. But they the feel that they can't put this out. They feel that, they, that they've got to talk about the fantastic. But do you know, brothers and sisters, when you sit in your seat, the thing that thrills uh, another person more is to talk about something daily. Something ordinary, because you know, we're all ordinary people. Uh, and we understand the ordinary things. Uh, and, 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 the, and the miracles the, the miracles uh, are, are of God and they're from God and I aren't saying we don't need the miracles but, but you know the thing that thrills me uh, uh, is to hear somebody stand up and say well do you know it's just been an ordinary day but do you know I've, I've been in love with God and, and, and I've talked with God and I've walked with God nothing fantastic's happened but it's, it, but it's been a plain day and, and do you know them, them, so, them sort of days are us sort of people. We, we are people uh, that come together, uh, people that are drawn together uh, for this reason, so that we, so that we know and can help and talk uh, and and bring one another into the fullness of blessing. And you know, when I stand tonight and and I say to you, uh, brothers and sisters, I am not a salesman for Christ. Christ has given something to me that I would love to tell you about and pass on to you. I know, I know from Christ that you need the fullness of the Spirit of God on your soul to walk through your daily life, to stand up, to hold your head up as a Christian. I know this, that you need, you need to be close with God. Bless you all. Amen. It was wonderful, brother. This is what we're after in these meetings. Jesus said in the 17th chapter of John, he says, Father, give them the glory that we had before the world was. Well, that must have been a marvelous glory. Well, this is what we're after. The, the glory that he had before the world was. And you know, I was taught in Pentecostal movement that you, you're filled with the Spirit and you spoke in tongues and, uh, and you just prophesied and you gave interpretation. But it never seemed to lead you any further than that. It just stopped there. Well, and you know, my wife was filled with the Spirit many years before I was. Now I had a taste of it. As Smith Wigglesworth, you know, I came home on air from Preston years ago. But I hadn't got this. I got something, but I hadn't got this. And they prayed that I would get filled with the Spirit the same as them. But they kept praying and doing all sorts of things. And then when God gave it to me, he gave me far in excess of what any of them had got. My wife hadn't even got it, she'll tell you so. She spoke in tongues, she spoke in prophecy, she said, oh, the jolly, but you haven't got this. My own wife's parents, who have been them for years and all that, they had that, but they hadn't got this. She says, and they were anointing, there was something happening in the midst. And you know, if anybody was pleased, I was pleased that I got a wife that understood me. Believe me, I was really outdacious. I was afraid. I mean, I really was. I mean, I was in love with God and I absolutely ignored her, really. I reached aside such a, such a move of it. I was shut away for days, absolutely. 
And nobody could understand it, neither could I. But I know something had happened. But I do know that when I, if I, I couldn't make sense of me in my business, they got it back, I've been put away. And because something had happened, I stopped people in the street. I'd bring them in and they'd get saved. Saw a good chap going down one day, walking like this here. Oh, that poor chap, I can help him, so I went, Oi, you come here. I brought him in the house, and he said, uh, I said, uh, your trousers are a bit ragged, aren't they? He said, oh, I said, I'll give you a new pair, another pair of trousers. That was started off with that. I said, what's up with your leg? He said, well, I said, I got it put out in the First World War. He said, and it's uh, never been right. So I said, well, pray for it. So we prayed for it. We prayed for it and the chap got converted. Hallelujah. I couldn't help but do it. I saw people and have made them. And he used to sell football posts on the corner of the marketplace yonder. And he would say, praise the Lord, football post. Praise the Lord, football post. And the corner of Bridge Street there. And oh, George, you know, my revival team composed of this Bob Nichols said what a sorry crowd you'd got when I come to see Henry all I'd got I'd got blind Mary and she was about 60 and old Albert and he was rheumatic and Eddie Johnson hey dad niece right out here walk this place not out there that's all he walked hey dad not out there like a bar shot oh, poor old lad and then they've got old grandma and there's somebody else. And, and when, they saw, when they saw my revival team, they, what, a, they got, what a lot of faith I've got. I've got no young folk, all Odin's. And where are the Odin's? You don't know they are, but anyway, I'll put up with it. But that was my revival team. And I remember we were singing on our glory room, and old George was there. I'll never forget it. And of course, God didn't make his leg better, but he could walk up frontwards instead of backwards. Because he used to go backwards. <laughs> and old Eddie used to go out here. This, this, was my, this was my revival team. And I never knew it looked so funny. Bob Dickel don't tell me how funny it looked. I didn't know. I didn't. My eyes were blind to that. I knew what God could do. I didn't see all those folk like. Then he used to bring an old crippled lady and we had two of us to get her into the car and squeeze her in like this. Squeeze her in. That was my revival team. But we still persevered and we went on. But anyway, one night George got the glory. I'll never forget it. He had a bit of walk. And we'd sing on with Christian soldiers. He was an old soldier. <laughs> This is how George was going. Honestly, but but it worked. Oh, it worked. Oh, that was a same in glory, you know. I see him in glory. I remember her dad. Her dad there, and there she is. You how old are you now? You're 16, that's wonderful. He's a you're a miracle girl. Her dad. I'm not, I'm not to a year or two. 
was in our glory room, and all at once the Spirit spoke to Eddie, that's her dad, to get onto his knees. He'd never been on his knees for four years. And someone says, get it, and he, I see him get it down, it was pain, and he got on his knees like this, and he got down on his knees. And by doing that, and God healed him. I used to, when we went to meet him, I used to say, show me your knees, he'd pull his trousers up like this. <laughs> He could bend it. He could, he could bend his knee. And that was wonderful. He went home. He went home and he took his mother a cup of tea up to bed. He'd never taken for four years up the stairs. God wonderfully healed him. And God does honour your faith. Don't look at the things. We, we look a funny sample here, but we're real, you know. There's all mixtures. Uh, there's all, all kinds. But God loves you. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. That, I only said that, by the way, that God did something wonderful, brothers and sisters. Now, that's just what you're on about, brother. Please, I plead with you, there's much more than just receiving a baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire and speaking in tongues and giving interpretation. God wants to give you power to set the captives free. Hallelujah! Praise the Lord! Do you mean to say, Kenyon says, in the last days, he said to be Jesus, men and women, walking the streets, setting the captives free. Let us measure up to how Jesus did it. We can be Jesus, men and women, but first we must be partakers of the fruit. We must receive this mighty anointing. And it didn't come cheap. We fasted for days and sometimes for weeks, waiting upon God, stuck away in an airing cupboard there, just waiting on God to move upon our souls because we'd seen something and we wanted it. And those who seek God shall find him. And I tell you, it's worth it, brother. It's worth it. When you see the sick people about, I would to God that it, that it touch your hearts here tonight and realize that we've not started yet. There's such a lot more to all of us to receive. It's not just Bible studies and Bible studies. It's that and plus much more. The glory of God coming down. Thank God that this came upon me, honestly. It just came upon me like that. And, and when I picked the word up, it said amen to me. I didn't have all the things made out how you can receive it. It may come like that, but my brain wouldn't take it like that. Just could just give me a, a, a baptism of it, you see. I couldn't, it bypassed all that. And God wants to do it tonight. If We're not all intelligent people. I'm not. Some far in advance of me. But it, can, but it doesn't make any difference what you are. God wants to fill you with the glory. Yeah. And we shall be, and it says, the sons of God will be manifested. This is what I like to think about. Sons of God. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You, 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 you receive. You, you are, as it were, uh, Jesus was a saviour. You become a saviour. 
You can save people by the power of the Holy Ghost, by ministering to them. And they turn around and say, oh, thank you so much, Henry. I do feel different. Well, this is what it's all about. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Shall you raise your hands a moment, brothers? Just keep them moving to the Spirit. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Enter in, my brother. Share the gift up within you, my sister. Be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the glory of God. Oh, just bless one another. Minister to one another now. Oh, one body of people all together in love with the King of Kings. Alamanda Banda Raga Shakaranda. glory. Hallelujah. Flow through me, Holy Spirit,
Jesus. You know, this is a chorus that touches every one of our hearts because it has such a wonderful word of truth in it. Touching Jesus is all that matters. Is all that matters. You know, I only said to somebody this afternoon that so many times we hear people speak from the platform and we probably laugh about it and then we straightway forget what they've spoken about and yet... You know, when we listen carefully for what the Spirit has to say to us, so very often he's wanting to put a seed in your heart that will bring forth fruit to his praise and his glory. And I remember Roly speaking, oh, weeks ago, and he was encouraging people to get an experience of their own. And uh, I was thinking, you know, when Roly got up again tonight and was speaking, you know, I thought about that and it's gone over and over again in my mind that you know, there's a desire in my heart to see everybody 
to have an experience of their own, not to live on my experience, not to live on Henry's experience, or to live on Rowley's experience, but to get their own experience in Christ. In other words, to get to know Jesus and to get to know about his love for you and get to know about your relationship between you and God. This is all that really matters. You know, when we're singing that one chorus at the beginning, his love surrounds me like a sea. And anything, you know, that's surrounded by a sea becomes an island. In other words, it becomes a unit on its own. And every one of us is a unit on our own to God. And we are surrounded by the love of God. And anything that comes to your eye has got to pass through the love of God before it can ever touch us. And you know, this is all that really matters tonight is that every one of us come to know, uh, uh, you know, our what our real relationship is with Jesus and what God would have for you and I and how much God really loves us and how much we love God and what God deigns for us because do you know when God wants to do something real and lasting in your soul it's only your love for God and that that you know within your soul there's great love for you this will be the thing that takes the sting out and the bitterness out of the trial and the temptation that God allows to come your way I remember a long time ago speaking here on, and a lot of people laughed at the time, and, and I was trying to get over the scripture to them, that, uh, and the scripture is relating to the children of God, and it says, and they shall, they shall rise up with wings as eagles. They shall run, they shall run, and not grow weary. They shall walk, and not faint. And you know, when God wants to do uh, a, a, a mighty work in us it's only understanding the love of God towards you and I the love of Jesus, the love that Jesus has for you, why he wants to bring about this work in your heart why the Holy Ghost wants to set you on fire, why the Holy Ghost wants to deliver you and this is just that we might live to glorify God and you know when uh, you think of the love of the eagle that it has for its babies you know, the scripture says that God knew us even from our mother's womb. And even as the eagle, you know, when it, 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 before it, it lays the egg, it prepares a nest. It makes a, a place right up in the mountaintop, right in a precarious place where only the mother can get at it. Because, you know, it's a love for its baby. It's something probably the mother doesn't understand, but it's something that's God-given inside that bird. Men have tried to understand what it is, what this gift is that a bird has. Our pigeon knows its way home over thousands of miles. Why a, a bird built how does it know that it should build in the top of a tree? Well, beloved, it's a God-given gift that that has. And there's no, uh, there's no microscope, there's no mathematical way of ever finding out the love of God. But God has put something in these creatures. But you know, he put an understanding in the breast of the eagle. And it knows that, that it, its species is very precious. But you know, it's more precious to that mother. And it builds its... It, its uh, it nests right up in the, in, in the mountain tops. And you know, when it, it, it's prepared that place, it's then that it brings forth the eggs and it lays them eggs. And you know, that, when, uh, that mother will, fit, will 
care for them eggs. It'll spend hours and hours and hours just giving of its own life, giving it of its own body's warmth, because within them eggs, there's just that little speck of life that it wants to bring forth. And it's the love of that mother, the desire, a God-given desire to be a mother, to bring forth the life that's in that egg, that causes it to suffer hour after hour, to sit in the cold winds and the rain and never forsake that nest, but to take care of it. And you know, beloved, I tell you, we sometimes wonder about the love of God, but when you look at the love of an animal, how can we ever doubt the love of God towards you and I when we see the love of the eagle towards its babies? But you know, always in that mother's heart, she knows that there is a day coming when them babies must put on the same garments that she has. That them, that them babies must grow the same feathers and that when they've got them feathers the day must come when they must all come into a new and a living experience the day when they're out of the nest and they begin to fly for themselves and so they tell me I don't know much about eagles but I've heard it said that, that the day comes you know when the eagle has to start to destroy the nest underneath the babies and although I've known about that I've often pondered on the love that 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 bird has for its babies. It must probably be, if only we could just tap that love, there's probably days and days goes through that bird's mind knowing that it's got to destroy the nest. I've got to do something. I've got to make them fly. But oh, she knows the torment. She knows the torture that's to come when them babies begin to fall. And you know, that you can just imagine just what's happening in them babies' hearts, can't you? And that mother understanding it. Well, you know, there was a, a beautiful round nest there and then they wake up one morning and mother's been busy destroying it. They look down and there's only half the nest and there's probably two to three thousand feet below them. And they, they begin to look at one another and say, what's, you know, what's happened? Yesterday we had a lovely nest and we was enjoying this, but look what mum's done to it today. And, you know, then they, they wake up the next day and there's only just a few twigs left and you can imagine them saying to one another, but whatever is she doing? We was enjoying this, we could see the world from here and we was praising God and we was enjoying everything that there was to be had, but what have we got now, whatever is she doing? But, you know, can't you imagine the torment that's going on in that mother's heart? She, she knows her only desire is to get them babies to fly for themselves. And, you know, she, she can feel for the moment when she's got to push them over the edge. And, 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 and she's got to just stand there and watch them as they go down probably 50 feet, 100 feet, and 200 feet, and it's getting faster and faster. And all of a sudden the mother throws herself down with all the gift that God has given her. And she'll go down and down and down, and with a mighty uh, love that there is in her, she sweeps the babies up within a, a claws, you know, and she takes them back to the place where they were. And you can imagine the baby saying, oh, thank goodness for that, I thought she'd let us go. I didn't write much to that. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. Whatever was she thinking of? But mother, what was mother thinking of? I must get them wings to go. And she think, well, I'll let them go for 200 feet, but it'll have to be 300 tomorrow. And the next time, she, over they go again and down they go. She's at it again. Oh, goodness me, where am I? But you know, the love of that mother will keep sweeping them up. She'll keep sweeping them up. She'll keep lifting them up, you know, until in the end, one day, they begin to flap the wings. And all oh, the peace, all oh, the joy, all oh, the thankfulness that there is in them. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You really did love me. You really did know that I could yeah. You'd given me this thing all the time within me, and all you wanted to do was to bring it to life within me. Oh, bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, you know, when we talk about the love of an eagle, how much more the love of God, touching Jesus, is all that matters. Your life will never be the same. Touching Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, beloved, if you'll just reach out tonight and put your hand in the hand of God and learn more about the love of Jesus towards you, you know, we shouldn't run away from the trials. We shouldn't despair when, you know, when, when you come to a meeting on a Saturday night and all the oil of joy has flowed over you. And as Rolly said, and we come to have a real day-to-day experience with God and we begin to wonder where he is and why he is. And it's only the love of God and understanding the love of God to you that will make you worship him in spirit and in reality. And say, thank you, Jesus, for saving my soul. Thank you, Lord, for making me whole. Thank you, Lord, for giving to me thy great salvation, so full, so free. You know, it's so easy to look at somebody else and say, it's all right for you. But you know, you don't know how I feel inside tonight. But I know this, that I love Jesus tonight. And you know, I'm glad I've got a living relationship with Jesus. And I know his love for me, that I can say I know that God is in it. God is in it. God is in it. Whatever God wants to take me through, God is in it. And when I look for him, and I start examining his love for me, he'll never let me go, bless him. He that has started this work in me will also finish it, bless him. Beloved, this, oh, is what, this is just what Rowley was trying to tell you, to get this type of relationship with him. Jesus. And this is what I feel tonight, Jesus. every one of us Jesus. would enter into a new relationship Amen. with God. Amen. Say, Lord, you must have loved me because you gave Jesus. Jesus, you must have loved me because you died for me. Lord, you must have loved me because you took me from a life of sin and saved me. Lord, you must have loved me because I was such a peculiar chap. I still am a peculiar chap, Lord. But oh, how you've loved me and how you've kept me. In every trial and every temptation, Lord, you've kept me. You've loved me. You've wooed me. You've fed me. You've met my every need. And it's in this, beloved. I tell you, I have more of a burden for the children of God than I ever had for the lost. Because I know the Bible says it's better for a man never to have known than for him to have known the ways of righteousness and then turn back. I would that every one of us tonight was ablaze with his glory, praise the Lord. Every one of us was ablaze with his glory and that every one of us got a new relationship with him tonight. And I think that the the best thing to do before anything else is to begin to realize and begin to nurture the thought within our breast, how much Jesus really loves me. Sure, you can feel the, the Spirit of God moving in our midst, can't you? Hallelujah. 
some spontaneous, quick, up-to-date testimonies. I've been blessed this last 12 months or so. Come on, brother, that's wonderful, brother. It is such a You know, I was just thinking about what Christmas really is the other day and what it what it means to me, you know. Because this year it'll be a bit different from other years, you know, other years it just doesn't mean meant anything to me. It's just a time for giving presents and nothing else and you know, I've heard everybody coming in where I work and saying, oh, I'll be glad when it's all over this, oh, yeah, and all this moaning and grumbling, you know. I thank God we've got something uh, to really be thankful for, 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 for Christmas, you know. You know, tonight I love Jesus with all of my heart, and it's because he loved me that he gave his only begotten son, you know. And it's because, you know, behold what manner of love the Father bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. You know, all, all those scriptures about the Son, he that had the Son hath life, he that had the Son is free indeed. I tell you, I really thought, I really got something to praise God for this yeah, Christmas. Amen. That he was born, you know, because of, because of him, what we've got to look forward to, you know. And, you know, I sometimes think there should be another scripture in the Bible, you know, he that had the Son is a rebel, you know, Henry talks about the rebels, I tell you. Some of the things some people say, Linton, for a start, Oh, Linton, our RE teacher at college, now she doesn't agree with these meetings, you see, so Linton went to have a word with her. <laughs> so she, Linton goes and has a word with her. And she says, well, you see, we feel that uh, we can uh, just feel God as much as being silent. Well, Linton says, if you had what I've got, you'd have a job doing that, he says. <laughs> so I thought, oh dear, I hope you don't mention my name, we'll be in trouble over that. <laughs> Praise the Lord, you know. Uh, it's uh, really fantastic to be here tonight, you know, just to meet with everybody. Especially with it being Christmas, you just, it just makes, seems to make everything sort of extra special. You know, and it does something to you, this. It's, I, when, I used to, when I was at school, I used to play for the school team, and when it had been winter, it was really muddy and, you know, fog, and you really used to get dirty. You know, and my house was just across the road from the football pitch, and I used to come home and relax in a radox bath. I did, and it used to, it used to, it used to, it used to make me glow, and it used to, you know, really make me feel clean and take away all my aches and pains. Well, I'll tell you, this is what Jesus gives us: it makes us feel clean, it takes away all our aches and pains, and it makes us glow. Praise the Lord! So, you know, it's a lot better than a radox bath. I can guarantee that. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Whatever situation you're in, if you're rich or poor or, you know, you're little or tall or anything, you know, it's just what you want. It's just for you, this. Whatever situation you're in, it's just, just what you want. You know, it's really changed my life and I just want to tell people about it because I'm really thrilled about it. Anyway, Merry Christmas to you all. Have a wonderful Christmas. And a Happy New Year. So God bless you all. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Isn't Jesus wonderful? Yeah. Amen. Well, for the past three weeks, I've been on placement from college in Nottingham. 
and I've had to commute there nearly every other day. And I hate the town because I'm, I'm not used to living in a town. I'm, you know, I'm a country lass, so I'm being told, you know. And it's all very busy and all the traffic, and I'm hopeless at crossing the road. And uh, it was being Christmas, it's even worse. And you know, you're really feeling the rat race there, and I used to hate it, and I couldn't wait to get out. You know, this man that was on on duty at the place where I was, he was on about the future, what it would be like in 20 years' time, and he was on about how the rat race was getting worse and uh, what he predicted the world would be like in 20 years' time. He says, I'm glad I might not be here, he says, because uh, this world, you know, especially Britain, it's going down and everything. I thought, well, thank God, God I've got Jesus, you know, because he's just wonderful and he's changed my life completely. And I can't imagine where I'd be now if I hadn't got Jesus. You know, sometimes I dread to think about it because there's so many young folk, you know, who haven't got what I've got and, and their lives just aren't worth living. And there's a lot of there's boys where, where I used to go on placement, and they're all from the back streets of um, Nottingham, and they've you know got into trouble, and they've gone to court and on remand, and they're in this um, this assessment centre where I was, and uh, you know one young lad who was only 13, and he uh, was such a rebel, you know, and he uh, was always miserable, always sad, and I said to him, what's the matter? He said, well, what would you feel like if you were only 13 and you've got nothing to live for? And I felt so sorry for him. I mean, there's so many people, so many kids that age, you know, that haven't got anything to live for in this world because, you know, their fathers and their grandfathers have, have ruined this, this world, you know, and, and the people have been greedy and there's just nothing to live for. And I thank God that, that Jesus shall come and that people may know about Jesus and may not find their salvation and, and their refuge in him. And I just praise God that we have our refuge in him tonight. God bless you all. Come on, a quick one for you, my dear. Bless you. Well, the other day, I was talking to some girls at college, and they were talking about other people and, you know, things that were going wrong in their lives, and they, they said, oh, I don't know what life's all about, and they started talking about this. I said, Oh, I do, you know, and I started ten. And they said, I don't know what's going to happen to the world and all that. So I started to tell them, you know, about a second coming. And they said, oh, no, you know, you've told us all that before. Anyway, I sort of told them again, so that they know. <laughs> and um, I got, I got, I've got the book Raptured for them last week and I've given it to one of them to read and then to give to the other one. So, you know, just know that I've prayed about the book and everything, that when they read it, they're going to really feel something, that he is coming again, because I know that Jesus is. Amen. And I, I told them about all the predictions in the Bible, and, you know, they never seem to... Uh, in any other church, I was never told anything about the second coming. For the second half of this recording, please turn your tape over. And when I came here, you know... For a few weeks, uh, people kept saying about Jesus is coming again, and I was only just saying I didn't know anything about it. I thought, what are they talking about? I want to know about this. Because Anna said something when she was witnessing, she kept saying, Jesus is coming again. And I thought, you know, what's it all about? Uh, but then after a few weeks, people started to explain. Because I asked God, I said, you know, show me, I don't know anything about it. 
but then people started to talk about it more and more and ever since then you know that's all well it's not all we talk about but it's very you know we talk about it a lot and and I think that that's right because you know the, the more we talk and the more we find out you know and the, the reality seems to get stronger every every week you know and every day because every day is a day sort of nearer and and um, I really want to tell people about about Jesus coming again because I know he is and, and, I, and I want more people to to go you know because I love them all and I want all the Christian people to go as well but you know I was reading well Connie reminded me of it the other week I know she was t- talking about um, the parables of ten virgins and half were asleep and half were awake and I sort of understood what she was talking about but then all of a sudden I realised that they were all going to get married they all thought they were going to get married but half of them were asleep when it came and so I thought well all the church thinks they're going to get married but if half of them are asleep then they didn't get married so you know I don't want to be in the half of the Christian church that is asleep I want to be awake and I am awake after the mouths of babies and sucklings bless you darling well um, I'd like to give a testimony Uh, the word of that him came to me and you know I knew it wasn't for me because I wasn't there but you know, sometimes God gives us something for the people, and it was all all unfailing mercy. However, open door, what would I do without thee? When art and eyes run o'er, when all things seem against me to drive me to despair, I know one door is open. One ear will hear my prayer, and you know I wasn't in despair. And I wasn't particularly down, but I was just normal, you know, just ordinary. But, you know, uh, and it kept, it kept ringing through me. But, you know, it wasn't long before there was a couple came to our house, you know, um, last Sunday. We were just relaxing and resting in the Lord. And, and they were just dropped in at the right time. And, you know, they were really in despair. I've been going on. For years and years, an elderly couple going on for years, and they were really in the slough of despondency. And you know, it wasn't long before, you know, that you could feel the atmosphere around about them. They brought it with them. They were really in despair and discouragement, and and really ready to give up. And then they started an argue one with another, with each other, you know. And anyway, and we was talking to them, you know, and then we got on our knees. And, you know, we began to weep before God. And it's a good, good release, you know, and they began to weep too. And the Spirit of God began to move on all of us. And, you know, out it came, you know, what was in, in the heart, out it came. And it was wonderful, you know. I don't think they'd intended speaking like that. But you know, out came all that was all that was built up within them that had made them despair. You know, they didn't know where they wanted to live. They didn't know where they wanted to be. 
uh, where they were going, or, or, or I think I think they got to a place where they never had an experience. You know, you can get right down there. But um, and we began to pray, you know, and uh, the spirit of God was just marvelous, you know. I just just really delivered them. And you know, this brother said to, to us, he says, you know, he says, I think for months and months, he says. Oh, that's where I've been. I said, where have you been, brother? He says, I've been just sat under the juniper tree. He says, I've just sat there. He says, and I can't get myself up either. And he says, now come in here. He said, I knew I was under there. And he says, I just couldn't, I just couldn't get any, any release. He says, I don't know what I want to do for God. And I don't know. I don't, I think my life's been a, a failure. And it, everything that was a failure had come to him. But, you know, it came to me in a flash. I said, well, brother, I said, you know what do you want to do to that juniper tree? I said, you want to pull it up. Just pull it up. I said, you're able to pull it up. And, you know, I said, you know, we've got a little juniper tree outside our door. I said, and this can be a red letter day for you. I said, the day when you pull that juniper tree up, literally, I said, I'll let you go outside and pull that tree up. And, do you know, it just released him. It just released him, and he got up, you know, and he started to dance in the spirit, and he was so thankful to God. He just says, thank you, Lord. And, you know, this is what it's all about. It's just, just, there are so many in despair, and this is what the glory is about. To, it says, as ye see the day approach, we are to exhort one another, we are to comfort one another, and we are to help one another. And, you know, I was just led to say to him, I says, and another thing, brother, I, I says, I witnessed this with you, I says, you want to stop going to your own funeral? He says, you what? <laughs> I says, you want to stop going to your own funeral? Because I says, you know, the enemy gets us there. We can bury ourselves before we're buried. Oh. I says, in the right time, I says, at the right time, God will fetch you and it'll be all right and it'll not be anything what you think it ought to be. I says, and you've been preparing and, and, and wondering uh, what's going to happen to so-and-so and so-and-so and, and this and that when I'm gone. And you know, the enemy can get you there. Just go into your own funeral. We don't need even to do that. And you know... Um, uh, what Rolly was saying, you know, just really bless me because God, thank God, He takes us on the mountain top and He gives us a vision, and you literally feel that you've arrived. And those experiences are marvelous, and we need them, and we want them, especially in these last days. But you know, uh, I'm, I'm reminded of, of Oswald Chambers. He said, you know, he said we get these experiences, but he says, really, he says we're built for the valley. We're built for the rough places. God has given us a nature that can overcome in the valley. And, and I thank God that this is a, an everyday walk uh, uh, with God. Uh, and he's in every part of our life. He's, he's, he's with us, although we're 
probably don't feel him. When we're going through it and in that despair, he's watching us and he's watching over us. And I thank God that he's, he, he, he gives us strength of character to, to overcome in the valley. Hallelujah. That's what we were built for. When we were born again of the Spirit of God, we were built for the valley. We were built for a dark world. And we, we were built as light in a dark world. And I thank God that we do get down and in despair and we go through things. Sometimes the mind goes through things you, you just don't understand. But I thank God that he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you know, uh, uh, as the meeting went on, uh, this scripture came to me and I want to read it because it just fits in marvellously with, with what's been going on. It says, Hath not the potter power over the clay of the same lump to make one vessel unto honour and another unto dishonour? What if God, willing to show his wrath and to make his power known, en known uh, endured with much long-suffering the vessels of wrath fitted to destruction, and that he might make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy which he hath afore prepared unto glory, even us whom he hath called, not of the Jews only, but also of the Gentiles. You know, we could have, we could have been in the plan of God, you know, we could have been a vessel fitted for destruction, like Pharaoh, like Hitler, like thousands of men who have been fitted uh, to, to bring forth the purposes of God. Yeah. They were fitted for destruction, you know. And I just wept as I, I, I thought about this. I thought, glory be to God. We are vessels of mercy, chosen of God, prepared for the glory of God. I thank God. I thank God, you know. It doesn't matter what you're going through, brother and sister. It'll be all right because if you're a vessel of mercy, you know, those two I know were vessels that, that, were, that were vessels of honour. God had chosen them and he'd given them. They were born again of the Spirit of God. And I thank God that aforetime he, he knew who the vessels of mercy would be. And you and I were chosen and prepared for this glory to dwell in these vessels. And we can thank God with all our hearts tonight that we are tasted of his glory. We are being partakers of his glory. As we partake of some of the suffering and some of the persecution which we're bound to get, I thank God with all my heart uh, that we are vessels of mercy, uh, prepared and chosen for his glory. I thank God. You know, as Tony was speaking there, it came to me uh, about uh, uh, last Christmas, you know, we were went to Greet House and, and we were singing, uh, uh, born to raise the sons of earth, born to give them second birth. You know, what rejoices me at Christmas is that somebody will be born, that Christ will be born again in some heart. That's what thrills me. That's what thrills me. 
I'm not bothered about cradle rocking because of being, they're still rocking the cradle when Christ is alive and fully grown. And he, he, he's only interested in, in, in that birth, being born again in, in hearts of men and women that don't know him. Born to raise the sons of earth, born to give them second birth, born to give them a taste of his glory. That's what thrills my soul. That's what puts Christmas in Christmas for me. Born to raise. Thank God that he gave us a real birth as much as he was born again on that day. So real is our birth that we were truly born of heaven. We weren't born of the Virgin Mary, but we're born of God. Hallelujah. Born, hallelujah, to reign with him. Hallelujah. Born of the free woman. Glory be to God. Not even born of the flesh. Not even born of the bondwoman. Not only half born, but born of the free woman. Going to a free city. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank God. He says we're born. And those that overcome, he says, I will write upon them my new name, which is New Jerusalem, the free city, the city that's born from above, not the one that is that is now, not the one that's in bondage, not the one that's, uh, that's trying to make peace with Egypt, not that, uh, but born of the New Jerusalem, born of the free city. Oh, you can thank God, you can thank God, you can thank God that you born a vessel of mercy, a prepared for the glory, hallelujah, prepared for the glory, bless the Lord, prepared, 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 hallelujah, glory be to God, you know you know, when I was young, uh, I used to be in the Girl Guides and, and the motto was, uh, be prepared. You know, we are prepared for the glory because the Holy Ghost prepares us uh, for glory because we're going from glory. Brother, sister, whatever binding you, let it go. Let it go and enjoy God. Enjoy your experience which he bought for you. Enjoy your inheritance. Oh, get the shackles off. You know, there were, there's, there's, there's hundreds. You know, Joanne was talking about the church that's half asleep. And you know, there are Christians that within them, within their life is an imprisoned Christ. They've been born, they've tasted of the good things, but, but through circumstances, they're just binding the, the living Christ within them. And they won't let him go. They won't let him free. Oh, brother, keep free. Get free. Be free. Because we're going to a free city. The enemy, the enemy's very succulent. He will try and bind the church of God. But thank God we know the way to victory. Thank God as he was victorious, he says he was the forerunner. 
he was a foreigner and thank God we're following after hallelujah 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 oh glory be to God prepared as a vessel unto Hannah prepared as a vessel unto Hannah you can thank God that you're prepared are you prepared the Holy Spirit in these last days is pouring out the anointing to prepare these vessels to be caught up unto the glory I pray that every one of us shall be prepared hallelujah that we shall come into a greater liberty and unity and the blessing of the glory of God I believe that not yet has the church seen as it can be and as he desires it to be. But I thank God I can feel the glimmerings and I can feel the drawings and I can feel you reaching out and I can feel that God is ready to do a new thing. Hallelujah. A new thing. For this new thing must spring forth before he can catch us up. And I believe uh, this new thing has uh, been born in our hearts. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can thank God. You can thank God. Let's pray one for another. Let's feel, let, you know, uh, a robot doesn't feel. But thank God he's given us a heart of flesh. He's given us understanding. He's given us compassion one for another. Glory. And I thank God it's our privilege as you see the day approach. Let us, let us have these words on our lips. They're coming. Let's talk about the Master's return. Hallelujah. Master's return. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, I said, I said to the Lord, I was looking at, at this picture which you know we have in our house one day and I thought, well, Lord, I don't know whether you like that or not. I don't even know what you look like, but I do know what you feel like. <laughs> I do know what you feel like. Hallelujah. It gives you some wonderful, glorious feelings. You feel and you know he's really, really Hallelujah. War is coming.
I thank God because we're listening for the midnight cry. And you know, the midnight cry is so very near. Let's keep, it says, let him that hath an ear hear what the Spirit says. Brother, sister, go after what the Spirit says. When you witness with a thing, that is what the Spirit says. Go after what the Spirit says. Uh, because if you, don't li if you don't know what it's all about, and if you're not really born, you can't listen. Your ears aren't open. But you need your ears opening to hear the midnight cry. You need to be in the Spirit to hear the midnight cry. Brother and sister, you need to live and walk in the Spirit to hear that midnight cry. You know, I don't know when I talk about this, I just want to weep and I want to weep and I want to weep and I want to weep because you feel that there are so many blank faces and hearts they just don't know what it's all about. It, just, it isn't an easy, God never promises an easy way. We, we get our joy, and, and, and there's joy in the church, and, and this is part of our inheritance, and this is wonderful. But God built, built us to, uh, to work out something. We were built to fight. We were built to battle. We were built that way. He never promises a path of roses, but praise God, it promises a victorious path to a victorious end. Hallelujah. So, brother and sister, if you're not with it, then get with it. If you're not with it, I exhort you in the name of Jesus to get with it and to know what this listening to what the Spirit has to say is all about. Because you can only listen as if you're born again, you can listen That's and you true. begin to you begin to understand. And God has given us an understanding in the Spirit. It's not just starting in the Spirit. As Henry was saying, just uh, just starting and stopping there, it's going on and having a continual ear to ear what the Spirit says. And you know, when the Spirit talks to the church, he blesses, he strengthens, he exhorts, he lifts up, he brings love, he brings joy, he brings peace, and he, he brings strength in the Holy Ghost. And with him, he brings righteousness. Hallelujah. We put on his righteousness as a garment. Thank God he has given us a fully clothed life that we might not be found naked when he comes. Hallelujah. So brother and sister, keep listening for the midnight cry. Hallelujah. Thank you, Tom. It's a scripture which says when you know these things, you use great plainness of speech. There's no doubt about it. Jesus is coming. And he's coming for people that are ready, a people that is in love. And if we're not ready, we shall be left. But my brother, my sisters, let us make our calling and election sure. And then you remember what the scripture says in, the, in Mark's gospel there? I tell you, I tell you, God told me in bed, he said, I tell you, Henry, I said, he said, I tell you, I'm not telling you, he tell me, he tell me, I tell you, and I, I tell you, in that night, two shall be in a bed, one taken, and the other left, there's going to be a tremendous division before long, I tell you, be also ready, such an hour as you think not, the Son of Man cometh.
I tell you, you must be born again. I tell you, you must be in love. Oh, those words I tell you. Read it yourself. I tell you in that night. I tell you, two shall be in a college doing the level, low levels. One taken and the other left. It's going, just going to come like that. I tell you, just in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the coming of the Son of Man. When the flood came and swamped them all, they were still busy ever. I tell you, they'll be getting married. Perhaps halfway through the service and Jesus is gone. And the bridegroom come back and the bride left all the way around. All they can both be taken. I tell you, we're in Fiskin to the night. Jesus is coming. Now I'm not telling you that the word of God son. It says, in the word of God, it says, I tell you. It says, I tell you. And it hit me like that. I've never heard anyone speak like I tell you, he said. So I'm telling you. Because he told me. I tell you, Jesus is coming. I tell you, it's later than you think. I tell you, five wise and five foolish. And I tell you, it says, not everyone that says, Lord, Lord, shall enter in. He says that. So I tell you. He said, oh, but Lord, we've done miracles. We've done this. He said, ah, depart from me. I tell you, I never knew you. It's true. These things are true, bro. As much as it's true, as much as this joy is true, as much as this gospel's real, this is real too. Oh, God help us all. Oh, put your hands up and ask God to, to help you. You first ask your hands up now, ask God to help you. Never mind about the one next to you. Everybody put their hands up and ask God to help you. Oh, Lord, help Henry. Put your name to it. Lord, help Ellie. Lord, help Fred. Lord, help Bob. Lord, help Carl. Put your name to it. Oh, surrender your all now, brother. We may not get to the end of this meeting. I tell you that Jesus is coming. Oh, I tell you. Oh, I hope it rings in your ears. It's still ringing in mine. He's telling me, he said, I tell you. I tell you, I tell you, I tell you. Oh, my God, Oh, hallelujah. Raise your hands, brother. Raise your hands, sister. And ask God to do what he wants with you. To make you ready. To make each one of us ready. It's only the Holy Spirit that can make us ready. It's not your will. It's not your righteousness. It's not your determination. It's God. It's the Holy Spirit that does it. Jesus. Jesus, 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 the Spirit of the Lord has just revealed something to me. Uh, we all, I know, because it's, I've often thought of it, and I'm sure you all must have thought many times the same thing. What is the standard that God requires for you to be in the bride of Christ? And uh, it's just come to me, bless the Lord. You know, there is only one word that will confirm your total readiness 
for the coming of the Lord, and that is one word, and it's the word come. It's the word come from your heart and mine. The Spirit and the Bride say come. I want to tell you tonight, brother and sister, you might have been going on for years, you might have just been saved. But there is a standard that the Spirit of God requires from you and I. There are things that need to be put right in our lives. We can come and sing and dance. We can look all right on the surface, but deep down in our hearts there are things, little things, that perhaps seem so insignificant to us, but you know, the Spirit of God puts His finger on them little by little and I want to tell you it's a good thing if it's only putting your heart right with one another you know so the spirit of God will begin to flow glory to God and you know there is some things I question myself you know uh, I, when I'm at work you know I sit in the presence of other men uh, I do so desire to want to talk to them about the Lord you know and yet I I hear such uh, uh, oh, descriptive adjectives and all sorts, you know. And I want to tell you, it, it begins to affect you, it begins to taint you. Uh, and you, you don't seem to be able to get out of the presence of God, uh, th- these things. And I just lift my heart up to the Lord and I said, Lord, keep me clean. Keep me clean and keep me heart pure, Lord. There's sometimes thoughts that come from the enemy. And you know, you don't want them, but we plead the precious blood. Our glory to God. I was at our brother and sister's house uh, last night, and you know, we were talking about uh, the bride. Uh, Just a little while, and uh, I said, you know, John saw the holy city, and he lightened it coming down from heaven as the bride adorned for her husband. And you know... If you read about the New Jerusalem, it's so wonderful. It's out of this world, brother and sister, because God is his maker. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, it's decked with all. Oh, bless the Lord. Hall of heaven's refinery. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The eternal city of God. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. I want to tell you, bless the Lord, that John couldn't find words to express what it was like. And the nearest thing he could find was the bride of Christ. Hallelujah. He was the only one. Hallelujah. Because she's so wonderful. Hallelujah. She's all glorious within, the psalmist said. Hallelujah. Oh, bless the Lord. I want to tell you, if you don't go on with anything else tonight, go on with that little word, come. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank God tonight for the Spirit of God, the anointing and the moving of God. Bless the
Now, Barbara, come on, let's have one from you. And you pal with you. Come on, both of you. Come on. Give them a clap, everybody. Come on, Barbara. Come on. Come on, Barbara. Bring it along with you. Oh, yes. Uh, how are you, Barbara? Come on. Bless the Lord. Oh, bless you. Well, yes, we'll let Barbara go first. Well, that's Barbara. What's yours? Andrew. Oh, no, Andrew. Andrew. Give Andrew a clap. I sent you a tape, didn't I? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> what did you come to, Barbara? Oh, came to you, didn't you? Come on. Oh, you tell them. Come on, yes. <laughs> I sent you a tape. Was it? Was it you at the? You are at the uh, manse, aren't you? That's right. Yeah. Well, I heard about you being at the manse, and I thought, what a wonderful idea to send you a tape where that was backed out with folk. And it happened to be the first uh, tape meeting we ever recorded. That's 21 years ago this year. What did you think, George? Oh, Barbara? it was great. You know, we was uh, putting the Christmas tree up with my my two boys, and uh, it was really good. You know, we sort of got the tape on and uh, sort of dancing, putting the Christmas tree up at the same time. It was really great. You know, just praising the Lord for all what He's done for us and what He's going to do for us. You know, it was really good. And I just thank him and just praise him, you know. Um, Tom used to say to us when uh, he lived there, he'd say, you know, you want to come with us to the meeting? So, oh, no, we won't, you know. But... Uh, Not a bad lad, you know. He's great. <laughs> um, I just uh, thank him for everything he's done in our lives, you know. He's um, really blessed us. He doesn't really know that he has, but... When he's come in from the meetings, he's been banging his tambourine and shouting glory as he's come through the door, you know. Come on, Tom, come on here. Come on here. Come on here. But you know, when um, Tom first came to, to the Red House, you know, he... Uh, you wouldn't believe what he was like, you know. To see him now, it's fantastic. And I just give all the praise to God for what he has done in his life. And to see him, to see him grow and uh, all that he's done in his life, it's really fantastic. And all what Tom's done in our lives, you know, for us, it's really great. As I say, when he's come through the door, it's, uh, you know, it's always been the same. Um, you've never seen Tom down. Well, I've never seen him down or anything. It's really been good to know that the Lord's been using him uh, in different people's lives and uh, for what he's doing in our lives and for the fellas and for the girls at the Red House. It's really great and fantastic. And we really just praise him and really love him and just wanted, want him to use us all he can. You know, we just give our lives fully and completely over to him. You know, we've got to be in a real, you know, continual line to the Lord. You know, and if it's cut, that link to the Lord, we've had it. But we just pray that that line will, you know, just really just flow through us and 
and it's a downwards and an outwards process. And as I very often say, you know, he gives to us and we give to That's you. It, and it's really fantastic. And the more we give out, the more he gives to us. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh. <laughs> well, that's lovely, Barbara. Now, let me tell you, Barbara, I felt that I had to send you that tape, you know, so I asked Bob to send me. He's over there. I said, oh, Bob, that's it. And he sent it along, but he said he enjoyed it so much himself, like we dug it out. out what do they call the archives? spinning in bed and believe me Barbara I just cried and I cried and I cried I don't know there seemed to be a spirit upon it had you witnessed with that yes, and, uh, and I cried and cried and cried and next morning I, put up, I was crying again and this really is a mighty anointing upon that too and that's 20, just over 20 years ago say, we have some here and uh, it would be a good idea it, to buy one for a coming of age, I think, don't you? 21 years. There isn't many could do that, you know, in the country, but we can. We've been blazing the trail in this way over 20 years. And this was a tape there. You could buy and treat yourself to one for Christmas. Cost you £1.50. If you can't afford it, we'll still lend you just the same. But they are a blessing. Well, it blessed me, brothers, it really did. And of course, not all the meetings there, but there was a mighty anointing upon the table. And thank you, Barbara, for giving your testimony. Give her a real good clap. <laughs> um, oh. I say, she's a real glory lass because she gives you a glory over. You can always tell them. Oh, you can always tell them. And this one, I'm pleased about, Barbara. You're coming into something more wonderful. This lad got something wonderful. And this is a wonderful thing about it. It's the big body ministry. You feel that, don't you? Yes, yes. We never know who's going to run the meeting, but as long as the Holy Spirit does, eh? Yes, now then, now, darling, come and let's have one from you, sweetheart. It is nice to have you with us. Thank you, Doug. We were just talking earlier about... Um, the daily walk with God, you know, and I was really feeling today, I came more or less straight from work, and um, I was really tired when I came in, but I just came to drink at the fountain of the Lord, and the Lord refreshed me tonight, and I just want to praise him for that, and just say how wonderful Jesus is, and I do love him, I really do. Bless you, Thank you, Barbara, for such a wonderful blessing. We give you all the praise.